0: Welcome to the Be Seen, Beloved podcast. I'm your host, Christy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. I'm a transformational trainer, speaker, firm mama, and proud wife to a distinguished Navy SEAL. We believe in the motto, never give up, never quit, while doing it all with love. I'll share real talks with experts and thought leaders who offer proven strategies to turn your barriers into success in this unfiltered Transformational and thought provoking podcast. Let's do this. Today, we welcome Ben Eaton to the Be Seen Beloved podcast. Ben, better known as the ultimate potential expert, was a highly successful HR executive in a global company with nearly 2,000 employees. He also became a senior certified professional and traveled the world, opening new locations, training managers, and building teams. In the past few years, Ben's entrepreneur career began by building diverse businesses on his own, including his professional speaking, coaching, podcast, and online business Reach your ultimate potential. In his first few years in business, Ben found out that running a business wasn't as easy as it seemed, but has created a clear path to get success which he shared with his clients, and now he's here today to share his story with us in hopes that it encourages you to reach your ultimate potential as well. He's here on the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Welcome, Ben Eaton. Hi, Ben. Hi there. Awesome. So glad you could make it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. You have had a huge journey. You went from HR to actually being a very high-powered business professional. Now, how did that transition start?
1: Well, quite the journey. So I was in HR, like you said, over an international company, all sorts of great things, right? In a story that I tell in my keynote speeches is, it seemed like I had it all. It seemed like I had already reached my ultimate potential. So why in the world would I leave, right? I achieved all of this, the master's degree, the senior certified professional, all these accolades in my 20s but I decided to leave it all to become a speaker and a coach for a number of reasons. One of the biggest is that I have learned a lot about emotions and vulnerability and being seen for who you truly are and being okay with it. So even though I had all these accolades, all this great stuff, the the house, the car, the title, the position, the authority, the respect, this, that, and the other, I didn't feel fulfilled. I felt lonely. I did not feel like I had reached my ultimate potential. In fact, I say often, it's like the line from Disney's Jungle Book. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like there was still a lot of growth for me. So it was a huge emotional level that I just didn't feel like I was being fulfilled or pushed, or I was actually bored. Can you believe that? But I decided to leave it all so, so that I could help others. I thought to myself, hmm. People tell me that I have a picture-perfect life. But if I, who have a picture-perfect life, feel this way, I wonder if there are any others that also feel this way. And I started to talk to my young adult friends, and they said, bro, we all feel this way. The problem is nobody talks about it. So I learned a lot about emotions, being able to talk about emotions and work through the emotions. Because here's the thing, most people hide from their emotions or pretend they don't exist or what do they do more specifically they cope they work longer hours they drink they eat they turn to addictive behaviors this that and the other but since i've seen that there's a better way and we can turn to better things and we don't have to live a life hiding from our emotions but we can reach our ultimate potential and i said hey that's what I'm going to do.
0: And you did it. Now I want to go back to your 20s. Your 20s, you, you've you done it all. You've got the master's degree. you got the dream job. And you're making a shift to this mindset coaching. Now, what led a 20-year-old young man into that? Was there a mentor or something, event, or something that sparked your attention to say, hey, I can do that too. i made for more.
1: Yes. One of my coping mechanisms for all of my unresolved emotions, what I learned to call emotional pain, was actually pornography. So I had turned to that and I thought, you know, after a while, I started to hate myself for that behavior because I'm like, it's not doing me any good. It's definitely, I felt a lot of shame towards it. And I didn't feel like I could tell anybody because here I was, all sorts of great things accolades and been Mr. Picture Perfect right Mm -hmm. I couldn't admit to anybody that I was doing that so in a process of recovering from that and deciding not to turn there anymore and leaving that in the past I learned a lot about emotions but I also went to this one month class where we discovered our passions and our talents and our strengths and we had confidence in those Okay. here's the difference. A lot of people have heard of their strengths or they might know their strengths, but not very many people have confidence in them because they think, well, I don't want to be prideful or I know I could be better, so I'm not good enough yet. Right. But in this class, we were supposed to take a test and spend an hour or two just really thinking deeply about all these things. And as I answered all these questions, I saw a theme. And it says, hey, you're a teacher, you're an expert, you can help people grow, you can help them reach bigger things, this, that, and the other. So at the end of this test, I actually went back to the teacher and I said, it sounds like I'm supposed to be you. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time, he's like, well, that's great. You want to work for me? And so I was going to work for him. We had talked about pay and hours and relationship and everything else, but for whatever reason it didn't work out. So then I thought, well, if he won't let me work for him, then I'm going to do it on my own. And that's where the idea of coaching and speaking was born, right? Because I'm like, I've seen it. I know that I'm good at it because of the thing that I've discovered about myself. So I'm going to. And I started the journey of this transition out of this HR executive role and said, can I leave something that I created or helped create to completely turn into something else?
0: Right. What you just did is something that a lot of people would not do now they asked for help someone told them no and you said hey i'm going to go out and do it on my own the average person would have would have taken that no as rejection went back to the corporate office and living a life that was you know boring and in a closet doing things that were like you said addictive Mm -hmm. behavior that just went that just goes down into a domino effect but you took that opportunity to say hey can do this right and you saw your gifts and you took a risk on yourself because you believe in yourself Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people don't have
1: I love how you say that because it's definitely a message that I try to share with people and more importantly I I try to awaken in them Mm
0: -hmm. is that
1: I believe in myself and I can help you believe in yourself as well
0: right and I remember myself at 20 something years old of being told no that was like detrimental to me I mean my life was ending and I would always go back to old, old Christie. And I didn't have that drive to believe in myself and my abilities. But you do. And I hope that, yeah, you're you're teaching many other young people and even older people still have the same insecurities and lack of confidence in themselves to really step out and do things that really they have a passion and desire to do with right.
1: Exactly. No, this reminds me because yes, I've spoken to you know, the young adult age, you know, the 18 to 30, I've spoken mm-hmm. to that a lot, but even the older groups, they say similar things. Well, for example, the older groups, they say, man, I wish I knew this 30 years ago. And the young adults say, yeah, we all feel this way, but nobody talks about it. And then in a group course that I just finished today, we talk about mastering your thoughts. And a lot of people talk about that, you know, control your thoughts, change your story, this, that, and the other. And those are super important what I found that is missing in a lot of things is the part of heal your emotions. Because if you change your thought, but you don't heal your emotion, then you'll eventually feel like you're lying to yourself. Because deep down, we still feel a certain way. We say, well, I just don't feel good enough because I still have that attachment of shame or fear or even anger or sadness, whatever it happens to be. So what I do is I help people heal that emotion or disconnect from that emotion because we help them resolve it. Then the thought that they want to have becomes a truth that can define their future.
0: Yes, it does. Well, how would you go about helping someone heal themselves?
1: It's very individual, right? And I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. So I'll make Mm -hmm. that pretty clear.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: But here's the thing. Sometimes there is something very deep in the past that has to be resolved. You know, for me, I did have something 20 years, something that I held on to for 20 years. And if we have time, I might share that story. But what I do now is I help people understand and acknowledge their emotions of today so that they can be empowered to move into the tomorrow that they want. So, like I said, some people turn to those addictive behaviors because they don't know any better. They were raised in either a family or a society that says, we don't talk about emotions or oh, emotions are just part of life and you have to get over them. And what does get over them mean? Work harder, drink, eat, sleep. I gave a class once. And at the end of this guy's like, Oh my goodness, I didn't realize why I slept so much. I thought it was a health issue. But no, it's because I'm avoiding my emotions. So I help people understand and acknowledge those emotions. And as soon as they do, and I don't just say that I say as soon as they do, I can see the difference, you know, all of a sudden, they're excited, because they have empowerment in their eyes, the light has turned back on and they say, I can do this. Instead wow. of, all, oh, the world's out to get me, nothing's going to work out, and life sucks. The difference is understanding and acknowledging their emotions.
0: So do you go back to where these came from, like childhood, or your parents You know, used to say these things to you, oh, we don't have enough money, we're not good enough, we're not rich, You know, so you can't go and play over there because you're not one of the rich kids. Do you handle a lot of those set emotions that have been with us for so many years. I know for me, it took me 20 years or more to get over all the things that were ingrained in me
1: Mm -hmm. that
0: people have told me all my life and to transform it. It was a journey. It was a journey of personal development. But you take people through this in a very short amount of time. It doesn't take you 20 years, I'm sure, to get these transformations or make these transformations happen to your clients, correct? Mm -hmm.
1: So to answer that question, sometimes those are brought up,
0: mm-hmm. but again,
1: I'm I'm careful not to, you know, if I don't feel qualified to, to resolve something like a therapist or a counselor might do, then I'm quick to say, hey, let's, you know, refer you to somebody. But what we can do as a coach, which says, hey, where do you want to be in the future? Let's help you get there. Is we discover things that are holding you back, which could be these limiting beliefs that you mentioned, like, hey, my parents told me this and I always believed it and that affects what I do. But because we've lived that way for so long, we don't realize it. We don't realize why we're afraid of making money. We don't realize why we tell ourselves subconsciously that we don't deserve success or we wouldn't be able to handle success, whatever our personal story is. And here's the thing. We can't solve a problem until we can see it for what it is. So that's where the awareness is. We talk about the emotions. We put a word to it. Oh my goodness! I even gave a speech to a, an HR group recently, and I said most people use stress as a as an overarching term. Okay, they say I feel stressed. Oh, I feel stressed. Well, what do they really mean? They might mean I'm angry, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm whatever. It's a more specific emotion. But most people, because they don't have practice in defining their emotion, they just say oh, I'm stressed. And when we're oh I'm stressed, we don't know what to. F- to do. We don't know how to fix this. Oh, I'm stressed. And what do we do? I'm going to turn my video game on. I'm going to go binge watch something, whatever to feel better, right? But what I do is I say, okay, you feel stressed, but let's talk about what you're really feeling. And then we go through their day or their or whatever's in their mind. And we discover, hey, you're actually feeling angry because of this. And even deeper, anger generally hides something, it generally hides maybe fear. So what are you afraid of? Oh yeah, that's this thing happened at work And I was afraid that my boss would get mad at me. And therefore I was afraid that I might lose my job. And yes, I became angry at my employees because I was trying to protect myself, but I just called it stress because I didn't want to think about it. That's so empowering to the person because I'm no longer this gray emotion of stress, which I don't really understand, but I understand that, hey, I was afraid of something today and I reacted this way. But now that I understand that, I know that I don't need to feel that way. It's not to say I shouldn't or I can't, it's now to realize, hey, I did. I've heard the message that it told me that maybe I need to be more careful. Maybe I need to communicate better, whatever, whatever. But you see what I just did. I turned it into an action that you have control over that now you can choose how you react tomorrow.
0: Wow, that is so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, just find find the source of the problem and it really doesn't become a problem anymore, right?
1: Exactly. It changes it from lack of power a victim into empowered and life is so much different. Everything is possible as opposed to everything's out
0: to get you. Right, right. And feeling just like the whole world is weighing on your shoulders instead of being more able to handle things better mm-hmm. and being more cause over your environment, for sure. Now, I want to change gears a little bit and just talk about your transition from HR to your business now. Now, it says that you kind of, in the beginning, it was a little... You know, shaky. It wasn't like, hey, yeah, you know, I, I, I talked to this guy, it wouldn't let me, you know, work for him. So I just started my business. I became a success. It wasn't quite that easy. You had right. a lot of things you had to learn along the way and mindset shifts that you had to endure as well. So we'll talk about that a little bit.
1: So, to understand me a bit more, one of my coping mechanisms for my unresolved emotions was a shield of success. So I would do my very best in everything that I did. And I usually came out on top from sports to music, to leadership, to work, to school, everything. It was just something that I was able to achieve at. And so having been an executive, having been top of the class in master's degree, this, that, and the other, lots of great things. I was used to succeeding. Let's put it that way. So after I left my executive position in February of 2020, okay, great timing, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then I said, okay, well, I'm used to success. I know my principles. I've invested with a coach. So let's do this. And everything was starting to work out perfectly. I had speaking gigs coming to me. I had opportunities opening up. So I'm like, hey, this is perfect. I left and already I'm starting to have awesome success. I would speak and people say, oh, I really resonated with your story. I think you can help me. Boom, there's coaching. And then I bored, you know, the podcast came about, but then I started to learn that speaking and coaching can be done as a hobby,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not as a career. If you don't get paid for it, right? uh,
0: that's true. That is very true.
1: And then in, in the world of the pandemic, where a lot of the normal speaking opportunities were being changed because things were closed and people didn't know how to react and this, that, and the other, then some of the paid opportunities weren't there anymore. So the speaking opportunities, I won't say dried up, but they were, you know, you had to look differently to find them. The coaching didn't grow as fast as I wanted to because I didn't have my normal marketing opportunities. I did my podcast and that was great for networking. I absolutely loved it. I got my message out, but that wasn't turning into money. So I was fulfilling my passion and my purpose, but it just wasn't growing like I wanted it to. And I certainly wasn't making very much money out of it. So I thought, well, darn if I want to be doing this long term, (laughs) I got to figure something out.
0: Absolutely.
1: So I would join a lot of groups, you know, Facebook groups, Zoom groups, networking groups, this, that, and the other, primarily to meet people. But at the same time, I started to realize that there are a lot of people in my shoes. Actually, a lot of people left their career in February to April of 2020 to start something new. And I say, hey, that's interesting. So did I. And we all have this message that we want to share. We're very passionate about it. We've, we all have this story that's changed our lives, and we know that it can help somebody else. And we want to help them. But how? When there's not a conference that's ready for us, and we don't get paid for it, we don't have a stage. We really want, but we can't find the opportunity. And as I rubbed shoulders with all of these people in these same shoes, I started to see a need. You know, there are the people that say 10x your income. Here's how you'd be successful in a day. Here's how you do social media perfectly, this, that, and the other. But sometimes people just aren't ready for that. They need it, sure, some time in their business. But if you say 10x tomorrow and I'm making $10 today, (laughs) it's a different message, right? That
0: is absolutely true, yes. (laughs) I've been there.
1: So, So what I begin to see is, hey, if the person deep down is struggling with staying aligned with their vision or their passion, or they just need more of the mindset, the thoughts, and most importantly, the emotions, right? How to learn to be a business owner after you've been an employee for so many years. You were a great employee, listening to your boss, doing what they said and excelling in that position. But now now that you're an entrepreneur where there's not as much structure because it's something that you create, how do you figure out your schedule? How do you figure out your mindset? How do you figure out the marketing that you didn't study in school because you did something else, right? Right. I even did a summit on this where we talk heart-centered. We say, yes, you'd like to make money. Yes, you'd like to be successful. But what does that mean to you? Do you have to have the million dollars to be successful? No. Do you have to have the million followers to be successful? No. How do you have a fulfilled life? How do you reach your ultimate potential? And it's not to copy somebody else's. It's how do you reach yours? So when we talk to somebody as a human being, rather than just a business owner or somebody who's supposed to make numbers, then they really come out of their shell, and they align with their passion again. Here's another example of somebody in my one of my group coaching classes. I asked her, hey, what do you do for work? She's like, well, I do IT. And I say, well, what's your passion? What do you want to do? She's like, I want to be a heart-centered therapist, like a coach who is trauma-centered. And just the way she talked about it, you could tell that's her passion. And I said, well, why don't you do that? <laughs> and then all of her fears and all of her emotions come out. But that's the difference. So many people, just like you said, would love to do something different, but you know, if somebody told them no, or if the opportunities are a little scary, then they won't do it. This is what I've learned to do in this last year and a half of full time being in these shoes saying, how do I create a business out of my passion? And it's really helping people come alive based on who they are, not trying to copy others, not trying to chase in dollars. You know, the million dollars might come, it might come sooner than they think, but that's not the point. The point is to be who you are, live who you are, and then those things will come.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I like how you didn't let the pandemic stop you, You didn't let this pandemic stop your growth. There's another opportunity that for you to fall Mm -hmm. down and back into your old bad habits, but you did not do that. You pivoted. That's one word that a lot of people were saying um, this past year, but you transformed. You said, hey, this is the situation. Now, how can I make it better with what I need to do? And that was to promote. To get yourself out there, more platforms, more speaking engagements or, or areas where you can get in front of more people where your ideal customer might be in that Zoom calls, Facebook, you're being more visible and not stopping. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people did was stop. And they allow that self-limiting beliefs to infiltrate their, their mind and their thinking. Right. Thinking, thinking, <laughs> they call it. But you transformed out of that. And that that again, what you what you work on is, is you help people to get out of their their mind, get past that, and move forward and live their passion. I love that you are able to be able to do that. And so you do that in your speaking, coaching, podcast, and online business. How's business going now? And things are opening up now. Yes, things are Please. going opening up.
1: Yeah. And what's awesome? This is something else that I teach in my program is the define your ideal. Because we can dream, and
0: Mm -hmm. we all have
1: dreams, but there's a way that we can connect with them that will drive us forward. And I bring that up because at the beginning of this year, I defined my ideal in a number of categories. I said, this is what I want at the end of this year, with career, with relationship, with physical, with spiritual, and things like that. Because I defined it, and I connected with it in a powerful, emotional way. It's not just a thought. It's more than Mm. a vision board. It's like, my goodness, that's going to happen. Why? Because I tell myself it already did then opportunities start to come up. And what people say, is the universe aligns. So it's incredible. Um, I just got married a month ago. So, you know, that's a big life change. Well,
0: congratulations. Yes, I saw that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So you might think, wow, man, that, that changes business a bit because my normal structure is a little, a little bit different and I have family and this, that and the other. I actually, you know, I married into a family that has three kids. So that's fun. But at the same time, because I had manifested those things and defined my ideal, then the opportunities are still coming. So I might not be spending as many hours as I used to, you know, until I get through the transition. Um, and I may not be doing all the same things that I did. But because I'm still following that ideal, then those opportunities come. So it's incredible. People reach out. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you'd be interested. And they say, yeah, I'd love for you to coach me. Great. Here's a package. Or with speaking opportunities, I speak somewhere and they say, oh, that was great. I'd love for you to come speak at three other locations. Like, wow. All right, then, because I'm aligned with what I do and I'm open to those opportunities.
0: Absolutely. You're fully aligned to your vision, Mm -hmm. to your path. Wow. How, How does someone do that? Now, I have all these lists of, you know, my goals for this year and each month and all of that. Now, how do I emotionally align? Paint that picture for me. Sure. I'm going to do that right after we get off of this podcast.
1: Oh, good, good. <laughs> so this is a fun little experiment that you All can, right. and you the listeners can do. So you think, where do I want to be in six months or whatever time frame? Let's say six months, December, right? And do you think specifically, what does that look like? You can close your eyes and you can imagine and say, what do I want to be doing? Who am I with? What do I see? What do I smell? What have I learned? And most importantly, who have I become? So these start as ideas. You say, well, I'm doing this. I'm talking in front of people, yada, yada, yada. But as you talk, as you think through this scenario even more, and you start to write them down with no judgment. You just say, okay, that's cool. I'm writing it down. Boom. Then you start to think, well, who have I become and how do I feel? For me, for example, if my ideal is to speak on a stage in front of 3,000 people, then I know who those people are, meaning I know what type of people they are, right? It's not just some random group. It's people who love what I talk about and who will do something about what I talk about. So I'm in front of this group that I know they're engaged, they're passionate, they're excited. And how do I feel? I feel engaged, passionate and excited because it's just going to resonate, right? Because I've defined that feeling that I know that I will have in six months, I can start living it today. So I don't look at my wall and I say, you know what? It would be cool to speak in front of 3000 people in December I say, when I speak in front of 3,000 people this December, this is how I'm going to feel. And even more than that, I make it more powerful and I say, it is now December and I am speaking in front of 3,000 people and this is how I feel. And because I say it this way, it becomes reality. And I don't just say that because it's words. I say it because that's truth.
0: Listeners, I hope you are taking notes because I am taking serious, serious notes. You're going to have to replay this again if you need to. (laughs) Keep on going, Ben.
1: So I know we don't have a whole lot of time. So this is a very condensed version. This is something I do in depth in my you know groups and, and individual stuff. But the difference is you have to connect to it emotionally. And I do an activity where you program your body according to that emotion. So you can always go back to that emotion because a lot of us rely too much on willpower. It won't really work. Well, we don't tell ourselves that, but eventually we say, oh, I don't still know if that's going to work because it's just a thought. And a thought with willpower just doesn't get you very far. But a dream with passion and emotion will bring you to its fulfillment. You see the power in those words that I chose to do, to chose to use.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: So the difference between what a lot of people do and the most effective way of doing something is you define your ideal, you write down, where am I going to be in this much time? It's even more than where do I want to be? It's where am I going to be? You think through that, who am I with, what am I doing, what do I see, what do I smell, what do I taste, whatever it is, right? Very specific, and then you connect to it emotionally. Here's a more specific example. Some people say, you know, I want to be on a beach in six months. Why? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that means I'm successful enough to take a vacation on the beach that I love. Or because I'm going to work so hard that I'm going to give myself time to relax. Whatever it means to them, right? So it's more than a beach. It's more than just a location with little pieces of rock that happen to be sand next to some water, right? From a very logical standpoint, that Mm -hmm. means nothing. Why do people like a beach? Because it resonates with relaxation, with beauty, with fun, with wow, with all these emotions, right? Right. So if you can connect to the emotion more than just the idea, then the emotion will drive you forward.
0: Gotcha. Wow. That is powerful. Super powerful. Thank you for that. And I want to ask you, can you give our listeners three tips, three tips, and they've given us a ton here, but three tips that they can leave to reach their unlimited potential. What can I do right now today?
1: I'm going to call it, and I wish I had a more creative way of putting this, but this is okay. You get your three things. (laughs) (laughs) First is acknowledge where you are and the emotions that you're feeling. That includes don't judge where you are, because judging says, oh, I can't feel that way. And that just makes you confused. And then you carry around an emotion. So acknowledge saying, yeah, I'm angry. And that's OK. Let me resolve it and move on. So there's acknowledge. Then reach out. My goodness, I wish I had some time to talk about this one. This has been a huge game changer for me. Okay. What does reaching out mean? It means as you're striving to reach ultimate potential, if you're stuck, if you're moving forward, if you're Mm -hmm. succeeding, no matter Mm -hmm. what part of the journey you're on, reach out, which means don't try to do it alone. Don't isolate. If you find yourself going in that direction, reach out. Who can I talk to? Hey, can I call Christy just to see how she's doing? Awesome. Do I have a coach? Do I have a network? Do I have a family member? You can either call them with the purpose of, you know, I'm really struggling. I need some help. Or it can just be, hey, how are you doing today? That action of reaching out will make the difference.
0: So reaching out, can you just simply just ask a friend, at coworker at work, hey, how are you doing today? How's everything going? How are things going?
1: That's a very good way to start, because mm-hmm. that changes your state of mind. If you're, oh, I'm struggling, life sucks, well, let me reach out. And all of a sudden, it's not about you anymore, is it?
0: Ah, And you can start no. thinking
1: outside of your own head and you're not stuck. As you get good at it, then you can start bringing up your ideas. Hey, this is what I'm thinking about. What do you think? And then you start to move forward. Or, hey, here's here's an obstacle that I've been working on. Let me just talk it through with you. And then you start to move forward. So all these ideas of reaching out, you start to move forward mm-hmm. because you get out of your head. Gotcha. And a potential opportunity could work out or come up, right? Because maybe the person you talk to, say somebody calls Christy up and says, hey, this is what I'm working on. Christy says, Oh, my goodness. Why? I work on this, too. And boom, you just figured you just created a
0: partnership. Awesome. Absolutely. we're reaching out right now, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. <See? laughs> Reach out. OK. And the third is
1: take action.
0: Many mm, okay. people forget this one.
1: Exactly. OK, here's what a lot of people do. All right. People listen to podcasts. They go to a conference. They read a book and they say, you know what? That was cool. And then they do nothing.
0: They're in the moment at that moment. They're in the moment. Then, when it's over with, on to the next.
1: And they say, Man, I wish I could feel the way I did in that podcast, but they live the same life they always have. But if instead they listen to this podcast and one thing stands out to them, if they were to take that one action, your life would be different according to the life you want to live instead of just waiting to see how life is going to change you. And it says, hey, I learned this. It resonated with me. I'm going to do something about it. Even if it's imperfect, even if it's tiny, even if nobody else knows about it, you take that action and that will make a difference.
0: That's powerful. I'm going to hold you for one second. Give me an, an example of an action that you've taken from an event that you attended.
1: So I went to a Tony Robbins.
0: I was just thinking Tony Robbins. I said, did he go to Tony Robbins?
1: (laughs) I was going to use the book example, but hey, since you say conference, I'll use that. All right. Okay. So for example, that is what? Three or four days of 13 hour days, tons of content just dumped on you. You could leave that conference overwhelmed and do nothing and actually fall back. Be worse than you were in the beginning because you're just overwhelmed and say, my goodness, I'm never going to do that again. And now I'm just overwhelmed with everything else I have to do. Or you can say, what am I actually going to do differently? And so what did I do? At this point in my life, when I went to this conference, the thing that I chose to take action on was when he talked about finances. He said, you're in a point of life where one of the biggest things that you can do is not only invest. How did he phrase it? It's about mortgage, right? You can either refinance or you can pay twice a month because that will be a huge difference on your overall payment. And because some people say, I need to make more money or I need to cut some expenses and this, that, and the other. But some people don't realize that your current expense, you can modify and save thousands of dollars. So my action item was to look into it talk to a lot of people, refinance and become, become successful that way. Here's a good principle, okay? Okay. Was I able to refinance that house? Unfortunately, no, because I'm self-employed and there's some rules there. However, here's the benefit because I took action and I started down a proper road. I started to look at every other expense I had, and I started to rewrite those, and I have saved thousands of dollars because I took that
0: step. So you applied it, you just applied it somewhere else. Overall, you reached the same goal.
1: Because I took action.
0: Because you took action. Absolutely. So listeners, listen to that. So we're going to acknowledge okay, where we are right now with our emotions and feelings. Do not judge. We're going to reach out. No matter where you are, find someone to reach out every single day. And lastly, take action. Don't just absorb information. Don't just attend events and events and listen to other people. Take action. Apply one thing, one thing that you can take away with. Apply it, even if it's not perfect, and grow and perfect it and make it your own. Right. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for being on the B scene. We love podcasts and giving us a wealth of information that we can take with us. And can you tell our listeners where they can find you? And I see you have a book behind you right there. Share us a little bit about that book.
1: Yes. I was going to say, hey, if you're looking for that one piece of action to take, go to reachyourultimatepotential.com and you can get a free copy of my ebook. Huh. I've mentioned a couple principles in there. But you can get that free book. And I'm telling you, maybe this sounds weird, but every time I read it, I get inspired. Does that sound weird? (laughs)
0: That does not sound weird. I'm going to be inspired too because I'm going to get it right for this podcast (laughs) and start my emotional visualization as well.
1: It's powerful principles. So go there, reachyourultimatepotential.com. It's free. And then you can be inspired and, and move forward towards reaching your ultimate potential.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again, Ben, for being on the podcast.
1: My
0: pleasure. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Be Seen, Beloved podcast. For more inspiring conversations, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or feedback, you can reach me directly at BeSeenBeloved.com podcast.com. Thanks for listening.